It's showtime. Ask the podcast coach for January 28th, 2017. Let's get ready to podcast. There it is. It's that music. It's Saturday. It's 10.30 Eastern Standard Time. It's time for Ask the Podcast Coach, where you get your podcast questions answered live. I am your host, Dave Jackson, from the School of Podcasting, and um, we're trying something new today, and there's, there's, I've had so many fun travels this week, music is distorted, good to know. Yeah, it seems like, um, yeah, I'm, no, I'm not even making things blink on the... Uh, on the um, thing, the mixer. So, um, we're trying something new today. Not that I hated uh, Fire Talk, but I played. Um, I was in a webinar that used the Zoom system. And from a customer point of view, I really, really liked it. At the top, you'll see there's a QA and there's a chat. Now, for me, as a. Uh, as the host of this, our chat room is awesome. I mean, straight up, it's it's just they are. Give yourself a hand, exactly. And um, but sometimes there are questions in the chat, and I don't get to see them. And I love the fact that everything is distorted on me. Mm-mm-mm. It's good to know. Thank you for the feedback, Emily. So I thought I would give this a shot because there's if you want to ask a question, you just click on the Q&A at the top and you type in your question. And that will go in that little box for me right over there. You guys can chat amongst yourselves over there on the uh, right hand side. And because uh, a lot of times you guys are having your own show over there. Then if you want to come on and say, hey, I have a question and I don't want to type it. You just raise your hand, and I can promote you to be a presenter along with me. And when you're done, um, and you can turn off your camera if you want, which is cool. And so um, that's the fun thing that uh, in in terms of, uh, for me at least, that's the whole point, though. It doesn't do any good if it's no good for you guys. Um, so that's going to be the fun thing about this. But to start off, what's going on? Number one, I, uh, I obviously using this platform is just another example. I like to test stuff. I don't like to tell people, uh, the reason I bought a blue Yeti microphone is so I could tell people mm, it's, you know what? It's not as bad as I thought it was. It's still not, uh, my number one choice for a microphone. People were asking me about Bluehost cause so many people recommend Bluehost. Well, I'm a host gator guy, uh, was still kind of am. And uh, so I'm like, yeah, let's go check out Bluehost. So Ask the Podcast Coach and Because of My Podcast.com are both on Bluehost uh, till the end of this weekend. About a week, uh, uh, about a month ago, uh, Ask the Podcast Coach was down most of the weekend. And I know, here's the thing that gets me I never, ever got a, an apology. Now, I didn't even get an acknowledgement that, hey, we were down. Sorry. Last night, I tried to move it. I have a GoDaddy reseller account at coolerwebsites.com, and it's so easy to move a website. You just put in your, your WordPress login name and password. You put in some FTP information, and shazam, boom, logical loss on coolerwebsites.com. Boom. Um, you know, all these other – I'm moving them over. It's a piece of cake. But those are not on Bluehost. Those are on another hosting company that I wanted to get away from. And Bluehost is so slow, I can't – like, I can't – last night – 
I was down. I, I eventually exported, and this is not the way to to move a, a WordPress site. I exported all my file, all my posts and pages and everything like that as an XML file. Went over to the new host and brought in all the posts, but they're kind of wonky. And then so I'm like, okay, I'm going to FTP down all my my pictures and images, and I'll FTP them up. Now these are files that are literally two and three k, very very tiny, very very small. And literally, I'm watching them going. I mean, it was ridiculously slow. And so, even today, that that was the one that was the final straw. I mean, everything that was like export the the SQL file couldn't do it. Um, tried to install a plugin that allows me uh, called Backup Creator that makes it super easy to move stuff. Couldn't do it. It's just it's just so I'm leaving Bluehost and their their um, their support. Because again, I said this last week, when you can contact the support people, you know, I was saying last week, so many people love to uh, sit there and, and, and complain about different companies in Facebook. And I'm like, you know, you'll get a lot more uh, help from the actual people. So um, anyway, uh, so I went to them and said, hey, what's the deal? It's taking 16 seconds. And yes, I timed it for my website just to load. I'm like, I'm sure there's somebody else on my uh, my host that is really beating the, the tar out of the host. What's going on? And their answer was, it's loading over here. And I'm like, okay. So, no, I'm not going to make... And, and there's, you know, I've heard really great things about Maple Grove Partners. I just need 24... Last night, I called, uh, uh, well, in this case, GoDaddy at 1.45 in the morning, and I got a person on the phone. I'm not going to get that with Maple Grove Partners, and that's what I need. I don't operate 9 to 5. I operate 9 to 3 in the morning. So so anyway, so yeah. And HostGator is not bad, but their support used to be you could get somebody on their chat in about 2 to 5 minutes, and now it's like 10 to 20. So I'm a big GoDaddy fan right now, and I've heard really good things about SiteGround, but um, I am, so I'm going with that. So again, if you have any questions, throw them up in the, uh, click on the Q&A and you can um, leave that. And uh, no, yeah, 9 p.m. is when I start. That's basically how my day goes. It's uh, 8.30 to 5.30 at Libsyn. Um, Get off Libsyn, go downstairs, eat dinner, hit the treadmill. When I get to 10,000 steps, I can start working on the computer. And that is usually around 9 o'clock. And then from 9 till I pass out is when I work on podcasting stuff. That is typically how uh, my day goes. But I do have a bunch of questions set up in case you guys don't have any. Um, this is from Olga. Oh, let's try it. Yakov, Yakaliva Karpman. Mm-hmm. She says, my seven-year-old daughter and I started out dreambigpodcast.com 16 weeks ago. Good for you. That means you've, you've, you've made it over the seven-week hump or seven-episode hump. And it quickly got into the top five podcasts in iTunes and kids and family category. Here's the thing I find is interesting. With thousands of downloads. Now, we don't know if that's per episode or per month. So before we go that. So recently, we got approached by Audioboom asking us if we want to be on their platform so they can promote our channel better. Of course, they want us to advertise other products, and we're okay with that if it's relevant. Key point. Uh, But if there's a downside about switching to another platform, everything sounds great from their side, but maybe there's something we should be aware of. Uh, please share your experience. I would like to know your opinion about um, well the fact that they are hoping with Libsyn right now, and we are on WordPress. We post all our content. We podcast to iTunes and Stitcher. If we switch to Audio Boom, does it mean we lose all our stats? 
once on Audio Boom, are they supposed to actively promote us, or is it still my job to do it? But because they're connected to platforms like iHeartRadio and Pandora, first of all, there's no podcasts on Pandora unless you're serial. And I think this American Life uh, will just naturally, will just naturally, will will that get traffic? Uh, what is the downside of switching? Well, here's the thing. Number one, if you're switching anywhere, you got to know, can I switch back? Because I see, I've seen many people switch to ACAST and turn right around like in two weeks and go, Ooh, I don't know what's going on over there, but they were not happy. Um, so wherever you go, because um, we're talking about your RSS feed. Now your RSS feed, I always use the analogy of a radio is, uh, you know, if I was here in, uh, you know, Northeast Ohio, 100.7, very popular channel, home of the buzzard. And uh, you want to know that, you know, here, I'm going to put this and I'm changing frequencies from 100.7 to 98.5. So I got to be able to know that if I go to 98.5, can I come back to 100.7? And you also want to know when I create content on your platform, do I own it? And do you own anything of it? And do you own anything of my past? Do you own the name? You got to make sure that if I go over there and test it, can I come back and come back with everything that I left with? So that's that. The other thing I would ask specifically is how are you going to promote me? Because, I mean, we've heard Elsie Escobar say how uh, Lipson had a show called Thanks Podcasting, but they were on the front page of iTunes, the very front page, not front page of New Anothi, front page of iTunes and got a couple hundred downloads. So I don't know that if somebody goes and we'll promote you on the network, I'm like, oh, okay. And what I would do is I would go to other shows on, you know, like, say, well, who, give me another example, like, ask for a, a testimonial. You know, go find somebody who's on that network and say, what's it like to work with these guys? What are they doing for you? What were your numbers before you jumped on Audio Boom, if they if they were there before, and what are they now? And then I would also say, what potential sponsors are you going to be bringing me? Because if they go, oh, here you go, you do a kid show. It's Nature Box. It's Blue Apron. It's Casper Mattresses. You're, I'm... That would be my advice to that. Oh, and here come the questions. You guys are awesome. All right. Rick says, I publish daily episodes five to seven minutes in length. God bless you. Daily shows are not fun. I do one that's two minutes long. And blah, blah, blah. Um, and by that, I mean, blah, blah, blah. Uh, I'm thinking about uh, combining those epo- episodes into a small audiobook or sorts of for people to download on my website. It's a Bible-based devotional, so I may have 34 episodes from the Gospel of John, for example. Instead of having to navigate uh, the podcast app and create playlists, I can bundle them together, removing the intros and outros, and offer the download on my website. Have you ever heard of someone doing this? Is there a better way or service that handles it automatically? Automatically removing intros and outros? No. I've heard of people, I mean, Harry Durant basically did a hmm, something like podcast campfire stories where he took, he had his show transcribed, took the stories that podcasters had told him, uh, Harry from podcastjunkies.com. He took that, had them transcribed, had somebody else take the transcription and for lack of a better phrase, rewrite it so that it didn't look like a transcript and put it out as a book. Now, as somebody who has a book, Selling a book is kind of like, you know, you think, okay, I'm in iTunes. Woohoo! Here we go. You know, having a, a book in Amazon does not equal sales. You still have to promote it. But you have a podcast and you could say, hey, if you want this, yada, yada, yada. So if you had, let's say, 
I had 300 downloads for my show. We're going to do some math. It's fun with math. Okay, so 300. And you go, yeah, if 50% of my people bought my book, no. If 25% of my people bought, no. If 10% of, no. If 5%, maybe on a really good day, but let's count on 3% of your people buying your book. So that would be 3% of 300 is, you guessed it, nine people. And if you sell your book for, um, oh, let's go two ninety nine on Kindle. Oh, no. Yeah, it is a book on Kindle. Or if you sold it on audio, oh, if you sold it on gumroad.com, it's a place to sell digital downloads, two ninety nine. That would be $26.91. Let's multiply that by, oh, let's go 80%. I'm not sure what the cut is. Uh, that would be $21. If 3% of your people of a 300 download per episode, you know, kind of thing. But it's something to do. It's something to try. I, I would think an audiobook, maybe. That, it would be interesting to say if you would like this, if you've enjoyed this study of John, you know, because you've already got it. The only time in, involved is the editing. And the other thing is, here's the thing, going forward, if you know this is what you're going to do, record your podcast in segments and just have the segments without, like have the, just the segment and then have your intro and outro, put them together in Audacity or whatever you're doing, export that, but just have those segments so that you don't have to cut the intro and outro out in the future and you can start assembling, you know, now you're going on to Matthew or whatever you're doing. So that would be a, a way to do that. So Rick, thank you for that question. Craig says, did you see Lex's question in the this week in Google Plus about what makes podcasts explicit in iTunes? Uh, maybe we should know what words we can and can't say, which words specifically will get us banned if we label ourselves clean. Well, I could play, you know, it's the seven dirty ones. This is the way I describe explicit. If you have a five-year-old in the car, would you play that episode? And if not, you know, go that route. I don't know that they have a list. And the reason they don't have a list, in true Apple fashion, we're not going to show you. It's behind the curtain. That way, because anytime you give somebody a rule, somebody's going to try to to bend it. So I don't, I, I don't know that there really is a set rule. But that's, I mean, it's the obvious seven words. But then what happens if you're talking about yeast infections? Yeah, I said yeast infections. Yeah, I did it. Yeah, I went there. Or what if you're talking about rape um, or murder or abortion or alcoholism or something that's, you know, it's not or pot or drugs or Coke or, you know, whatever. You're talking something that's maybe meant for adult audience. And some people go, well, what if I put a disclaimer? Well, that's a good idea. Anyway, um, I just did an episode of The Messengers where people were getting very upset and dropping lots of curse words. We can talk about that because that got me in trouble. I marked a, I originally didn't mark that. I, I put a disclaimer, but I forgot to mark it explicit. The executive producer said, hey, great job on the, the podcast. You forgot to mark the explicit text. So that is now marked explicit for that episode. Now, for the record, what does that do? That means that show's probably not going to be in India much longer because certain countries have no tolerance for any kind of explicit content. So when you mark an episode, a single episode explicit, they treat the whole enchilada as explicit and they block you from the iTunes store. So the question is, how important is it for you to say "Mm -hmm, that? Because you're going to lose, I don't know, a couple million, billion people in India that might enjoy your show. To go on that, here's the thing. That show, uh, if you listen to it, it's themessengersdoc.com slash podcast. 
It's a really interesting show, and I had to be very careful with this one because we got into legal stuff. Uh, the Messengers doc dot com slash podcast, and it's the episode called "Is This the End of the Road?" I think it is, and uh, what it is is we had to fire our editor, and they taped the firing. And so people are saying F and S and hell, if you count that as a swear word. And so everybody knew they were being recorded. Everybody knew the recording was going to be on potentially the, the Messenger's podcast. So everybody knew that. And so I went ahead and I put a disclaimer at the beginning. I said, hey, we have some uh, adult language in this episode. You know, if you have children in the car, you might want to tune out. And I've been, everything goes through the executive producer, Chris Kermitzos. Well, Chris Kermitzos wasn't the guy cussing. So we put it out, and the guy that was cussing said, hey, guys, you kind of, like, threw me under the bus there. Uh, you know, could have bleeped that or, or and it's like, he goes, I knew we were being recorded, but I just wish I could have heard it first. And I was like, talk to the executive producer. I'm just the editor. <laughs> so that was kind of, which I understand. So, um, so, Craig, I wish I knew the words, but that's my analogy. If you have a fiver on the car, uh, next up we have Amanda says um, uh, Amanda Doughty um, from the Great Beer Adventure. Welcome to the Great Beer Adventure. I love that. See, that's a great show title. Kudos. Because I don't sit there and go, hmm, I wonder what that's about. Is that about wine? I wonder if it's about pet. No, the Great Beer Adventure. I have a question. I'm currently at episode 83. Again, good for you. That's a lot of beer. I release weekly at the moment, and I'm going to celebrate episode 100. Very good. With someone interviewing me, and then I plan on switching the type of show I do. <gasps> Are you allowed to do that? You're going to change? Heavens to Murgatroyd. Exit stage left even. Currently, my shows are pretty interview-driven. I have something on that today. Somebody, People are freaking out. Uh, I would like to go bi-weekly and do more of an audio collage based around a theme. For the record, Amanda, collages are uh, they're a lot of work. Uh, the Messengers is a collage of audio. It's a lot of work because you have to listen to all the audio and then figure out what pieces, but you have to figure out what the story is. And then you take your pieces parts. I'm doing that this week with uh, the show about my pet peeves. Because like, we have a bunch of people that are like, man, if the audio is bad, I'm done. A lot of people are saying if it's if it sounds like somebody's in a cave, they're going to tune out. Um, so things like that. So that's cool if you want to. Now, I still have other folks answer questions, but multiple people all answering the same question. There you go. That's fun. I've done that. They will be more likely highly produced. Remember, highly produced means high amount of time used to create um, the people that do those over at Gimlet, they have a team of 18. Yeah, bi-weekly. Very good, Amanda. What are your thoughts on changing formats and frequencies? Is it too much all at once? This is, I, I answered another question in a Facebook group this uh, today. Somebody was saying, I have all this stuff, and I'm going to bring this back to Amanda. I'm going to take a little, oh, I'm sorry. We're going to take a, we're going to halt in the room because we've got a very, very, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to do a Dave. We're going to take two tangents at the same time. Noodle Baby is a boy. Uh, mom and, and I didn't can't believe I didn't lead with this. Noodle baby's a boy. Uh, everyone is fine, and um, couldn't be happier for my buddy Daniel J. Lewis uh, and Jenny. Um, so babies are fine. Uh, baby is fine. Parents are fine, and um, congrats to both those guys. So okay, now back to uh, tangent number one. Then we're gonna go back to Amanda. Somebody was saying 
I have all these ideas for a podcast and I'm, I'm not sure which one to do first. And I said to them, there's an apple pie and a chocolate pie. How are you going to know which one you like better unless you <laughs> unless you eat one? So sometimes you just got to jump in. Now, to go back to Amanda, to answer your question, number one, I would know what you're getting into before you go, I'm changing the format because that's the thing. When I uh, when Chris Kermitzo said, we'd like to do this messengers thing in kind of an NPR style, and I went, oh, cool. I've never done an NPR style one. Yeah, I'll do it. Oh, my God. It's a lot of work. I mean, it's a lot of work. Now, they're cool. When they're done, they're cool. But I would... Um, so I would do an episode, see what it's like, and then put it out to your audience and go, well, what do you guys think? And and say, I'm thinking of going bi-weekly um, with this type of episode. So would you rather have me doing interviews or would you like these bi-weekly and then go to Google Forms Put up a little form. Yes, no, maybe. When in doubt, ask your audience. But um, it is a lot of work. It's if you if you it's a lot of work. I, I will just say that. Excellent. So uh, great question. And uh, let me know what you find out. Keep us posted on that. Chris says, if your show started out explicit for seventy episodes, and you decide to clean up your show. Will iTunes remove the explicit tag? Not if you don't pull those episodes out. Um. Well, you, you, they don't put the tag in. You do. Like, I can sit here and go, and, and cuss up a storm and call it clean. What you're doing there is you are leaving the door open for somebody to report you that, hey, this guy just said Mother Trucker in an episode and it's marked clean. They report you to iTunes and iTunes drops the hammer and goes, Goosh. So that's the whole thing. Whereas if you mark it explicit and they go, hey, he said mother trucker, um, they can go, well, it's explicit. What are you listening to an explicit show for and not expecting them to say, gosh, darn it, son of a buck. If you want to have fun, watch the original Longest Yard with Burt Reynolds on TV. That's hilarious because you'll see a lot of gosh, darn it, son of a buck. And I'm like, what? That sounds ridiculously stupid. Yeah, so iTunes isn't marking you explicit. You're marking yourself explicit so iTunes doesn't kick you out. That is the uh, the plan there for that. Kim, how many business cards should I bring to PodFest? Too many is my official answer. I had a, a cousin growing up. He was cute as a button, and I would be pouring him Coke. And i go, how much do you want? And he'd go, too much. And I, you keep pouring, is that too much yet? Nope. Is that, okay, that's too much. First of all, when you order business cards and they go for just another, you know, nine bucks, you can get 5,000 business cards. Don't do that. Uh, But I bring a box of whatever's in a box. I usually bring a box. And it depends on what you're doing. For me, I don't know that I'll do it this year. But if I'm doing, if it's a smaller group, I will hand everybody a business card as they come into my session. Uh, But at PodFest, what they do, I would bring 500. That's my answer. Um, and here's why. Um, they're expecting 500 people. And if I know Mr. Kermitsos, he's going to have a session. He did this last year where we all went to a table with, I think, eight people. And there was a timekeeper. And everybody got to talk about themselves for a minute. And then at the end of that, you would go to, an, like, he had this whole thing worked out. And in the matter of, I don't know, 30, 40 minutes, you met everyone in the room. 
And what was cool is I would see somebody and they're like, oh, yeah, I'm a veteran. I do a show for vets. I'm blah, blah, blah. Oh, man, you need to talk to Rob Kearns. And then somebody else would be like, oh, I do a thing about, you know, um, Toastmasters. I mean, like, oh, you need to talk to Kim Cratchy. And then somebody else would be, I do a show about, you know, uh, I teach people a foreign language. I'm like, oh, you need to go talk to Craig. Yeah, I'll be interested to see. But if anybody could pull it off, I'm telling you, Chris is uh, Chris is pretty amazing, dude. I mean, that's that's his job. He puts on events. It, it's up there with uh, with PodFest or with uh, Podcast Movement. I do. Here's something I noticed. I don't watch a lot of TV, but uh, I wanted to see what Arnold Schwarzenegger would say when he fired somebody, which, spoiler alert, he says, you're terminated. Now get to the chapo. And so I'm watching the the Celebrity Apprentice with Arnold Schwarzenegger, and I now need to... I used to tell people nobody tunes in for an infomercial on purpose. And yes, they do. It's called the celebrity apprentice, which listen to this show. They get a bunch of people with no careers or their careers are, you know, they're be it's boy, George. Okay. It's some MMA fighter. It's somebody who was a real housewife of Poughkeepsie. And, um, they bring them on the show. They then bring in Welch's grape juice. And they say the phrase, Welch's grape juice, it's healthy, which it's not. It's full of sugar. And they, they then get these has-beens and wannabes to make a commercial for Welch's grape juice. For, for literally, for a, a hour-long show, half hour of that, they're talking about Welch's grape juice and all the benefits of it and how it's healthy and blah, blah, blah. And here's the logo. And here's the logo. And I'm like, this is a giant half-hour commercial for Welch's grape juice. And at the end, they then send somebody home because you didn't talk about Welch's grape juice enough. And I just could not believe that. Um, I was like, wow, that's that's so people will tune into an infomercial if you have B-list celebrities apparently promoting it. Uh, Roscoe says, trying to understand the Libsyn app options for my podcast. I need to pick my podcast hosting this week, and I really want to eventually have an app because I think it will get me. uh, It'll help grow my listeners. If you have an audience that's not super techie and you don't want to say, oh, go to the pod. First of all, go into the, you know, if you don't want to say, go into uh, the app store, find the pod. Well, actually, the podcast app's already on their phone. Do a search because can I tell you, iTunes search is horrible. And I mean that with a, a lot of love. You know, you can just say, find my app and download it and you'll be notified when an episode comes out. I don't know that it will grow your audience, I'm not sure what you, meant you know, but it's, it's cool because when somebody types in podcasting and iTunes, you will see the school of podcasting, but you also see my app and an insane number of people will, most people that don't know how to, to subscribe to a podcast do know how to download an app. I will. Oh, the other thing is when you get an app at Libsyn, you get a, a an iOS, a Android and a Windows for all those people that are across the pond that are using their Nokia phones, you do get a Windows app where um, if we compare ourselves to Spreaker, it's 99 bucks per app. And so with, uh, with Libsyn, you basically pay, you have to pay your fee for Apple. You have to pay your $25 fee for Google. And then it's $10 extra a month because as you know, those platforms don't say, you know, there's a new version of iOS. Well, we make sure that your app is, uh, is good to work with that. So if you go to podcastmediahosting.com, you'll see where I rank a lot of the different um, media hosts. 
And I did that before I worked at Ellipson, by the way. And Jason says that MMA fighter Shell Chevy something with a sh at the beginning of his name uh, has a podcast on Podcast One. He's been on my show, and I've been on his. Look at you, Mister Jason Bryant. That's kind of cool. So, and so, so what was interesting is uh, Ask Justine, who's like a YouTube star, was brought in on that show to be like a guest judge because they were doing something that had to go viral. I Justine, yes, thank you. But I was very surprised that 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 was such a popular show when really it's a giant commercial with bad actors and and such. I, I need to, uh, I'll now point that out in the future. I'll say nobody tunes into an, an infomercial unless it's, uh, unless it's the Celebrity Apprentice. Uh, John Rafferty says, for podcasters thinking about building a website to complement their podcast, what are the top two things you want on that site? And what is your ideal price range for creating such a site if you don't already have one? I would say you need an about page um, that explains how your show is going to benefit them. And then a little bit about you on why you, why you are a qualified host or why you're just so dang special. Then I would have a contact page. It, it drives me insane when people go, I'm not getting any interaction on my show. And you go over and there's no contact page. Or it says, contact me on Twitter. Okay, great. Now you're forcing your audience to, uh, to have a conversation with you 144 characters at a time. You know, give them options. And then the other thing is make a play button the size of your head. I, I see people a lot where you like, and some of this is, it's the themes fault where you go over and you have just like, you know, a paragraph and then you have to do the read more and then the read more, your button, your play button is at the very bottom of your 2000 word post. So you have to scroll way down to the bottom to find the play button. And I realize sometimes there are themes that just, that's the way it does. It's the way it works. There's not a lot of choice. See if there's a way you can get a player in the sidebar. So I think it was, uh, Ira Glass said he wants people to uh, go to your website, click play, not go to your website, click, scroll down, scroll some more and scroll some. There it is, right? Oh, there it's the little play button. That's the size of your pinky. Now you got to make it easy for them to that. And then the other thing I would add, I know you said what two things I would have a subscribe button, a subscribe page with directions on how to, uh, to do that. Um, so thank you for that uh, question. That was from uh, John Rafferty. This is one I, I find interesting. This is from Chantel Angelique. What a cool name. It doesn't sound like, my name is Chantel Angelique. It just, it, Angelique sounds, and then you throw Chantel in there. It's just, it's going to be my new name. I'm going to change it. Uh, hey, everyone. I'm so determined to create something memorable in the podcast world. I've been, uh, I've been through trial and error. Who are the top two trainers, by the way? A lot of people think it's Cliff Ravenscraft or or me or Daniel J. Lewis. No, the top two trainers in podcasting are trial and error. Um, I'm coming to this page in search of someone, and this was in a Facebook group, who's interested in teaming with me to create something awesome. I'm very easy to get along with, and I believe that there's someone out there that I will connect with. Finding someone in my city has proven to be impossible. I consider myself a very creative person, and I'm learning to share, and I'm yearning to share. Uh, that with the world, what is missing from that pitch? Anybody want to chime in on that? So again, she says, I'm determined to create something memorable in the podcast world. I've been through trial and error for so long. I'm coming to this Facebook page in search of someone who is interested in teaming up with me to create something awesome. I'm very easy to get along with. And I believe that there is someone out there that I can connect with. 
Yeah, there's no topic. I just want to make something great. Great. What do you want to talk about? You got to be a little more specific. If she'd said, I want to do something about foster kids because I was one, or I want to do something about go-karts or, you know, chocolate-covered ham, whatever. Yeah, whatever her passions or interest is. So I thought that was kind of interesting. And I am seeing this a lot where um, there was a guy that I talked with this week that has a radio background. And I got myself in trouble last week. I talk about people I talk about on the phone. Then they listen to the show and they're like, hey, you were like kind of bashing me on your show. And I'm not bashing people, but this is a, a great example. He's talking to me. I'm, like, I'm thinking about starting a podcast. I've got a radio background. Used to be on NPR. I'm like, oh, cool. This is what's the problem. Let's go. Okay, I'm thinking he's got a question about a gear. Now, I got a high LPR 40. I've got an ATR 2100. Cool. It's got a portable recorder. And I'm like, okay, what's the holdup? And it, it's sometimes this again, I go back to my, my pie analogy. He wasn't sure where to start first. And I'm like, it starts with that red button that says record. You've just sometimes you just got to record and then do a couple episodes because you, you don't know what it is until you do it. So you're like, oh, yeah, I'll do, uh, I'll do a show twice a week. And then you actually do that first episode and you see what's involved with it. And you go, okay, maybe I'll do one one a week. You know, things like that. So sometimes you just got to jump in there. So I, I'm seeing this a little bit where people like, they're just reading that podcasting is it. Podcasting is the new fax machine. Fax podcast. You should be podcasting yesterday. Podcasting is the biggest thing ever. Podcasting, podcasting, podcasting. And they're like, okay, I'm going to do it. I'm going to podcast. But they don't. And I get that, and I'm happy to see that, but I, I want, I realize sometimes it's like, okay, and I always say to people, if you're married, what is the topic that makes people like roll their eyes? Like for me, when I was married, if somebody came over and said, are you the podcast guy? My wife would just roll her eyes and walk away because she knew the next 20 minutes I was not going to shut up. Um, or if somebody started talking about music, you know, I would just go in, oh, what do you mean? No, Jimmy Page and back in the day and, you know, oh, the one lead singer's bass player's cousin was on this album produced by so-and-so and we would geek out on music. That's where you got to take whatever that passion is and then figure out who your audience is, what would they enjoy in a show, and then record it and put it out and see if they like it or not. Got some uh, thing on the, uh, we're talking about switching platforms. Um yeah, let's do that real quick. Um, I haven't done a poll yet. If you guys have a poll question, if you would like to poll the group, I can make polls. Let's do this. Um, I put a, a poll up on the screen as we're recording this. And so far, I'll share the votes. We have uh, 22 people in the chat room. 22 people have uh, have gone through. It's interesting because, uh, okay, so everybody's voted. And we are currently at, mm, I'm not sure. People are changing their vote now that I've said that. That's interesting. Last last chance to make your, your choice here, unless which is, yeah, we still have 22 people. Oh, no, all 22 people have not voted. That's interesting. That's it. This is a fake vote. It's not a real vote. So if you're listening on your phone or something, come over. If you're on an iPad, you have to click on the button in the bottom right-hand corner and say uh, what the deal is here. And you have to pick your vote. But uh, most of us are saying, I'm not sure. I just said, oh, here we go. Share the results. Um, so 63 are like, mm. 19% are like, nah, lose it. And then uh, 19% are saying, keep it. Somebody said here, some feedback on the platform change. Zoom app on iOS won't play through USB connection. 
won't play through a USB. I'm not quite sure I understand that, which is annoying in the car. Oh, okay. It's also somehow disabled the turnoff function in my Bluetooth earbuds. On the plus side, I can listen with display turned off. I think FireTalk would stop playing with their display off. Interesting. So I'm trying it. I figure if nothing else, I'll do it for a month. We'll see what it looks like. If we get a lot of complaints, then obviously we will go back to FireTalk. But it's something I'm going to be using for the School of Podcasts. I'm going to start doing some webinars in the future. And um, Chris says, I multi-streamed to Facebook and YouTube from Smile Time and Hangouts on Air last night simultaneously to test. But if Zoom could emulate the multi-platform streaming, yeah, I'm not doing it right now. I'm on Facebook here. If I wanted to, I could go to YouTube. So you can do that with uh, Zoom if you want to. Here's a question from Vincenzo Faring. He says, hello, everyone. Longtime lurker. This is out of a uh, Facebook group. Had a simple question. Well, it seems simple, but it's hard for me to answer on my own. Oh, this is the one I was just talking about. I have many ideas that I feel would make a great podcast, either video podcast or audio. My only issue is I don't know where to actually start. So we talked about that a second ago. Just you have to start somewhere to figure out if this is where you want to go or not. This is the question that I'm starting to see a lot. And I I don't know how I feel about this. There's a podcast. I wish I could remember the name of it. Let me see if I can pull it up on my phone. About podcasting. I I listen to most of them, although I have thinned the herd on that. And the guy asks a question where he'll say something like, well, obviously you've been doing this podcast this long. Surely you have to be monetizing it. Podcasters Unplugged. Um, by Dusty Porter. And Dusty is not trying to offend me, but when I hear that, it's like, well, if you've been doing it this long, you have to be monetizing it. And I'm kind of like, you know, you can do a show a long time and not want to monetize Like, the only reason you would be doing a podcast is if you wanted to monetize it. And so, um, so then Travis J. Mann says, how much money can one earn podcasting? Well, if you've ever been in sales, of course, the answer to that is, the sky's the limit. It's all depending on how much you want to work it, call people, and blah, blah, blah. When you're a salesman, your income is based on how much hustle and hard work you can do. Right? That's the, that's the typical sales answer. To which I say, well, how much time do you have to promote your show? And how much value is in that show? Because remember, the one thing people are forgetting, I think, and again, I'm not anti-making money with your podcast, I wrote the book, More Podcast Money, Kids. And um, so to me, it's you monetize your audience. You monetize your audience and the relationship you built with your audience. No audience equals no money. You know, it's it's one of those things when you're, when you're asking the question, how much can I make with this before I jump in? I'm like, and I kind of politely said, if you're looking for quick money fast, this is not the gig for you. This is not... This is not the droid you're looking for kind of thing. I was like, mm. so I just, and I have another guy that's a, a, a consulting client. Same thing that I'm kind of worried because his number one question was, I need to make money with this. And I'm like, mm. and he's, he's only been doing it a very short time. And I like step one, build an audience. Step two, monetize, not step one, monetize. Step two, find an audience that wants to listen to you monetize your show. So, yeah. And I mean, I've done, I, I do uh, bestpodcastinggear.com. Now, that is very monetizable because if people buy microphones and stuff, but I did that because people kept asking me, what's the best microphone? And now I can go here, listen to this episode. Do I need a, do I need a mixer here? Go listen to this episode. You know, I'll answer the question. For more information, go listen to this. But I just always like to say, you, you, if you feel like you're a 
you know, I'm a loser because I don't have a sponsor. You don't have to monetize your show. You don't. If you're doing it for fun, uh, my favorite example of this is uh, Alan. He's on the he's on the wall uh, right there. Alan Lee um, does the School of Banking. And I asked him one time because he had a problem with his audio. I go, did you get that audio thing uh, worked out? And he goes, oh, yeah, kind of. And I'm like, oh, well, well, that's good. How are your downloads? He goes, oh, I don't know. Yeah, you don't know what your downloads are? No, I haven't checked in a while. I'm like, okay, well, like, you get any interaction? Well, I don't know, kind of, maybe. I'm like, well, you know, can I ask, like, like, why are you why are you podcasting? And he goes, oh, that's easy. There are people that I wanted to talk to in the past that wouldn't talk to me. But now they'll talk to me because I have a podcast. So for him, he could care less what his downloads were. He wasn't looking for sponsors. He got to talk to people. I was just listening to an interview of Tim Ferriss. And he said one of the reasons he started a podcast is because he wanted to talk to people. And if you have a podcast, people will talk to you. Not everyone, but many people will. And he said he got Arnold Schwarzenegger on the show. He said it took him a while. He got Jamie Foxx, which is a great interview, on his show. But it took him a while. But he got him eventually. And so it's not always about the money. Not that money is a bad thing again. But I just I worry when I see people's sole reason for starting a podcast, number one, is, you know, I got to make some money and I got to make it quick. I'm like, mm. you know, so that's that's something that uh, I was kind of um, I get my, my spider senses. I'm like, mm, I'm going to have to deliver some hard love here. Countess, I'm not making this up. Countess. Wow, this is going to be fun. It's fun listening to name butcher uh, names, Dave butchering names. Countess Nagazi Zibi Jackson. Mm hmm. That's a cool name. Hi, guys. I host a podcast for a reality, in parentheses, live TV show. I uh, have done it independently for two years now. A uh, new season has just started, and I've decided to speak to management about getting involved with the podcast. She says, do I ask for sponsorship or ask to be paid for doing it? I'm really confused. Help. So if I, I host a podcast about a reality live TV show. So this is one of those, again, why did you get into the podcast? And so in her case, if it's because I love this show, well, okay, do you still love the show? Is it fun? That's that's always, are you having fun doing it? But now you're kind of like, well, I'm doing a show about your show, so you should pay me to do this. Well, you started it for free. So what I would, uh, I look at um, Troy Heinrichs does The Blacklist Exposed. And Troy, I to the best of my knowledge, has never asked a dime, but the guy got to hang out for an hour in the the guy that started the show, Joe Beckenkamp, Meckin something, I forget the guy's name, but the guy that created the show, like executive producer Joe Mellencamp. No, that's he's the building little pink houses for you and me. Um, but anyway, whatever the guy's name is, he got to hang out in the executive producer's office for an hour. Priceless. Um, there's another thing he was just saying that uh, I Troy was on um, Podcasters Roundtable, and he's got another because of my podcast story. So. It depends on what you want out of a podcast. If you want, like I was surprised, I'd be like, well, I want access to the actors, you know, things like that. Yeah, Amanda in the chat room says, I get gifted beer. There you go. So it really depends on what you want. The The question is, if you ask them for sponsorship and they say no, are you going to stop doing the podcast? And if so, then I ask the question, why did you start it in the first place? 
So, but it's up to you. I mean, there's, there's no, because obviously the other thing you have to keep in mind, let's say you start a podcast for fun. You're having great. You've been doing it for three years. Your spouse gets her hours cut at work. You have a baby and man, are those things expensive. And all of a sudden you need some more income. Well, now you might have a different motive for doing the podcast. Uh, so that might change. So I understand that, you know, keeping on, on whatever it is. But that's that was a tricky question. I saw that it was like, well, kind of depends on what you're doing. You can always approach them for sponsorship. You know, I know uh, Kim from um, Toastmasters 101 said uh, she just has them pay her hosting. Because here's, I mean, Kim's doing awesome things. Number one, Kim is around people who are trying to improve their their speaking abilities. I think it's hilarious that I just stammered over the phrase speaking abilities. These are people that word master, English language master. Yes, Dave. So, but what do these people also want to, what's a great way to, to enhance your speaking capabilities? Start a podcast. Kim is like, she's Toastmasters a person, but she's also a podcast consultant. She'll go out and help people start podcasts. So she's making money from that. She's an audio editor. She's doing all sorts of stuff. So sometimes just putting yourself out there as an expert will bring in other ways of bringing in uh, cashola. So keep that in mind. Uh, Jason says, if you look back at the beginning and look deep in your heart and mind, why do you podcast? Well, for me, uh, I've always said podcasting scratches all three of my itches. Number one, it's kind of geeky. I got to play. It's it's very creative. One of my hobbies is music, and I'm kind of a creative dude. I like to. Uh, I used to write stuff uh, when I was younger. I used to used to write poetry, really bad poetry. Now that I find it, and I'm like, wow, that was that was really hor- horrible. But I, I like that. So it's kind of creative. I get to help people. Is probably the big one for me. The fact that that's my my background is in teaching. I used to teach people Microsoft Office and customer service and time management and all uh, QuickBooks was in there for a while. Um, so I get to help people. That's, that's my teacher DNA. So it's creative. It's kind of geeky and I get to help people. That's why I podcast. Now, the funny thing, you guys ready for this? The reason I started to start the podcast as much as I just said, don't start a podcast for money. I started a podcast for money. Uh, I had just lost a teaching job or a, uh, yeah, I, I I basically had quit one job, went to work for a friend. You know how they say don't go to work for friends? Ooh, man, is that true? And when that fell apart, I was like, mm, now I got to go get a job. And I didn't have a degree in education. I had a degree in electronic engineering who had been doing teaching for 20 years. So I, I started in one direction, zagged, fell into the training department, was there for, you know, 10, 15 years. And so at the ripe old age of 42, I went back to school. And I uh, got a teaching degree. That is something I've always enjoyed, you know, teaching and that whole nine yards. But I needed a, a job with flexible pay because the first time I went to college, I was a waiter and actually I was a car hop, which was a lot of fun. And uh, so I needed something that would bring in some bacon uh, and yet allow me to be flexible. So I took my classes. Most of my classes were online. And so when I wasn't in class, I was doing podcast consulting and the big thing that helped me out there is my brother. I just gone through a divorce at the time. Divorce number one, sadly. And my brother said, I was getting ready to, um, when I got divorced the first time, my brother said, 
Um, why don't you live here for a little bit while you kind of get your life back together? Because uh, I lost my house. I lost everything. And so that was really cool. My brother's a, a, a saint. And so I was getting ready to move out of his house. It had been, you know, a year at that point, And then I lose my job. And uh, he said, well, just stay here and go back to school. So part of that was due to my brother. So all I had to keep myself in was uh, food, car, phone, and, um, you know, whatever else, credit card bills, things like that. So I wasn't paying rent. And occasionally he would just feed me. So that's the behind stories on that. So it made it easy to to make it through that. And then when I got my teaching degree, that was right when Bush left and Obama came in, right when the, the whole economy went. <laughs> so that was, what, eight years ago, nine years ago? And uh, at first I got a big surge in podcast consultants because everybody was losing their job left and right. And then it just died because nobody had any extra money to learn how to podcast. And so at that point, I'd also picked up this thing called a wife. And uh, we had the, the choice of do I push harder into podcast consulting or do I go get a job with a with benefits and a, a steady check? And so I uh, <laughs> and so I decided to go get a steady paycheck. And I like steady paychecks. People are like, well, why when you lost your job the last time, why didn't you just do that? I'm like, because eh, I want to work for Libsyn. I like steady paychecks. I like doing this as a, a super duper serious hobby. So, and in that way, uh, I thought about that the other day. I was watching a documentary called All Things Must Pass. And you would think with that title might be about George Harrison, who was a, was a Beatle and he had an album called that. It was about Tower Records. And in 1999, Tower Records made a billion dollars in sales. That's with a B, billion dollars. Five years later, they filed for bankruptcy. And so that's, you know, that's one of those things. I always like to have multiple irons in the fire. Not that Lipson's going out of business anytime soon, but I like a steady paycheck. And I like my job. I really, good God, do I love my job at Lipson. Like, like I said, I have a five-foot commute to work, and I get to hang out with my cat all day. <laughs> a, good, a great way to start the day is I, if I go downstairs and there's no vomit on the carpet, my life is great. So... But as we start to wrap things up, holy cow, we're actually way over time. Time flies when you're having fun. I want to thank, holy cow, we have a brand new um, top sponsor, dude. Gabriel from Podcasting Press. What is Podcasting Press, kids? Gabriel just signed up. Let's find out together, shall we? Uh, Podcasting Press is loading the page. Done for you podcast editing. Well, there you go. So, uh, Gabriel, smart guy, just figured out that, uh, you know, if he sponsors the show, I will say his name if you do more than uh, $20 a month, $20 a month or higher. So in this case, that would be uh, Gabriel from podcastingpress.com, Stargate Pioneer from Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D., and um, Glenn the Geek from horseradionetwork.com. And of course, next week will be a new month, and I will say everybody's name. I always do that at least once a month. And so uh, thanks to the chat room. Um, let's do that poll one more time now that we're uh, wrapping things up here. Now that we've made it all the way through a meeting, what are your thoughts on Zoom? I do like the polling feature. I love the Q&A. I know from the back end, I love this. It's a little, uh, what's the word? There's a lot of windows to watch. But what'll be cool is when Jim is here, and Jim will be back next week. Jim will also 
be able to watch like Jim can watch the chat room. I can watch the questions and um, things of that nature. But I do love the fact that we can do polls. So, all right. So let's uh, let's do this. And we are at currently at 50% are still not sold on it. 11% now say lose it and 39% say keep it. So like I said, I'm going to keep it here for a month. It'll be nice when Jim's here next week. The the weird thing is you have to um you have to download that file to uh to start it. So So uh thanks so much for showing up. We'll stick around for some post show here. But uh we are here every uh Saturday. And next week, askthepodcastcoach.com slash live will actually work. Um, it wasn't working this week. Yeah, Randy says the audio ain't great. I've noticed that. Um, that it, it seems... When I did a test with this earlier, I was like, hmm. And I know probably right now with music, it probably sounds like caca. You know. Um, so that is something where maybe Fire Talk was better. Um, this is like another 40 bucks to the... Uh, because I already was using uh, Zoom meetings, and this webinar thing is like another forty bucks. Like I said, I would I'll use it anyway for uh, webinars I'm doing for the School of Podcasting. But uh, and I think there's a thing if I wanted better audio, you can upgrade for another. You know, it's, it's kind of a nickel and dime kind of thing. But I do like their platform. Uh, but we're here every Saturday, and uh, next week I won't be on Bluehost, which will be nice. So when you go to askthepodcastcoach.com/live, it won't time out and give you an error. So I cannot stress enough, I would not use Bluehost. Um, now, if you're on them and you don't have a problem, then by all means, stay where you're at. But I just know, for me, the true test of a company is not when things are going good. It's when things are going bad. And uh, things are going bad and they don't seem to care. So I'm politely leaving and uh, will be canceling my subscription. I am kind of bummed because I just bought a year like two months ago. So I'll have like eight months of hosting that I'm just lighting on fire. But i got to have a website that works. So thanks so much for tuning in. We're here every Saturday. We'll see you again real soon with another episode of Ask the Podcast Coach. I'm going to trump the music and it's going to sound horrible.